Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Tuesday, February 7th. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence's appearance in the Pro Bowl. We're talking about trading Josh Allen again. Talking about T. Higgins, maybe on his way out of Cincinnati. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll talk about all that stuff today. We're also going to talk about Christian Kirk a little bit. The season he had, had an appearance with Kay Adams recently. He talked about his season. So we're going to dive into all that stuff. It's going to be a fun show here today on Duval Daily. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Reminder to hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Uh, you can also hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube. You can also subscribe and review on your podcast platform of choice. Y'all support literally keeps this channel going. So couldn't be doing it without y'all, quite literally. Thank you so much, Duval. Let's dive into it, though. Trevor Lawrence in his first Pro Bowl games. Um, obviously, they're playing flag football now. They're doing some skills challenges, different things like that. You saw him have a decent outing on Thursday night, uh, throwing the football around, uh, hitting some big throws down the field with the the target challenge. And then Sunday, you get him out there on the uh, on the game field, which again is now flag football. They they played three different flag football games. Let each quarterback start a game uh, for each conference. Trevor Lawrence played in the second one, started that game. Ended up, you know, not super surprisingly having a, a little bit of a miscue early on. Uh, kind of been his M.O., you know, coming out, maybe having a little bit of a rocky start in a football game, but then finishing strong, and that's exactly what he did. He was kind of miraculously able to avoid Micah Parsons, who was screaming into the backfield, and Trevor Lawrence is kind of toe-tapping on the back line of the end zone. And throws the ball up into the air. Jair Jair Alexander picks it off, returns it for six. But after that, Trevor Lawrence had a lot of fun out there. Made a lot of big plays. uh, None bigger than that throw to Stephon Diggs late in the contest. That ended up being the game-winning throw. Uh, I don't know how long that was. That was a 50-yard field. That probably had to be close to 50 yards. Uh, It was an absolute bomb down the right side. Uh, Stephon Diggs barely got that foot those feet down and, and got into the end zone. It was a, it was a beautiful throw from Trevor Lawrence, but it was really cool. Not that like your performance in the pro bowl really matters all that much, but it was cool to see him go out there and perform at a fairly high level, but also just the interactions he was having with other players, the interactions he was having with the media. I thought getting Trevor Lawrence out there at the pro bowl, getting more eyes on Trevor Lawrence, you know, without the pads, without the, the the helmet on, you know, people just getting to see kind of his personality, how he carries himself, who he is a little bit more. Uh, obviously in Jacksonville, we know all about that. People around Clemson, you know, college football fans. But I don't think the National Football League audience has gotten to see kind of who Trevor Lawrence is as much as we have. 
And so getting him more exposure to that national audience, I think is really cool. More people seeing just how like laid back and, and professional at the same time he is. That really is what he is to me. He's incredibly professional, incredibly hardworking, but also laid back at the same time. And that mirrors his head coach, obviously, Doug Peterson. Uh, so it's just really cool to see Trevor Lawrence out there ha- uh, having some fun, getting some love. And, and I know we've talked about it a little bit, but making the Pro Bowl matters. Uh, making it matters because at the end of the day, when your career's you know winding down or you're at the end of your career, you've retired, when you're talking about getting into the hall, getting that gold jacket, which I know that is a long way away for even thinking about it for Trevor Lawrence. But this is kind of one of those stepping stones to getting into that conversation later in your career is making the Pro Bowl. You go out and make the Pro Bowl every year, People are going to notice, right? People are going to remember that when they're talking about Hall of Fame candidacy. Obviously, as a quarterback, you need to win the big one, too. Uh, You need to have a lot of special years. I think Trevor Lawrence is on his way to doing a lot of great things for the Jaguars, uh, for Doug Peterson and this offense, for this city. And so I'm excited about it. I think this was just another step along the way for Trevor Lawrence more national media exposure, more of him getting to like go out and hang out with all these other stars in the NFL. And I think it's just awesome. Really happy for Trevor Lawrence and, and how this weekend went for him. Talking about a guy who probably has an argument to be a pro bowler, Christian Kirk. He was hanging out with Kay Adams on her show over on uh, FanDuel, I believe. But, uh, they talked about a lot of different stuff, but one of the things he talked about, he says he's still one of the best. He thinks he's one of the best receivers in the NFL, and he still doesn't think he gets the respect he deserves. So I just wanted to drop some respect on Christian Kirk's name real quick, right? Everybody before the season was talking about how his contract was outrageous. He wasn't worth that type of money, yada, yada, yada. I think the contract at the time was a little bit outrageous, not because it won't end up looking fine and it doesn't already end up looking fine, but because there was no other team competing for Christian Kirk's services at that level of contract. That's neither here nor there at this point, really. Uh, the way the contract was structured, well done by Trent Balky and company. Um, and, and Christian Kirk, he came in here. First year in a system, first year in a brand new system, first year in a brand new city. First year with a brand new quarterback who's just trying to find his feet in the NFL. And Christian Kirk comes in 13th among wide receivers in total yards receiving, 10th in touchdowns receiving, 15th in receptions, total receptions on the year. So you talk about a guy who's in the top 15 in the three biggest statistical categories that people really look at as a receiver. And I know these aren't the analytical categories that you're worried about but just from a production standpoint coming in here and getting that job done again despite being in a new city despite being on a new team with a new quarterback and a new head coach and all this newness Christian Kirk hit the ground running in Jacksonville had his first 1,000 yard year had 10 touchdowns for the Jaguars and more than the numbers he brought a calming presence to the receiver room he brought a calming presence to the offense He was a reliable, reliable player. Yeah, there was a few drops, but every good receiver has a few drops here and there. Uh, Would he like to clean up a couple of those drops moving forward and erase them in 2023? Absolutely, and I think he will. I think that he and Trevor will have more chemistry going into 2023. 
I think uh, less attention on him, thanks to Calvin Ridley being in town, will help him out as well. Um, I think he had an awesome season. I'm super stoked the Jaguars signed him. And let's not forget, like prior to the 2022 offseason, prior to free agency beginning, when I dropped my list of top free agent receivers for the Jaguars, Christian Kirk was number two on that list. I did not think he would get $18 million, but I thought he would be a perfect fit for Doug Peterson, for Trevor Lawrence, and he would be a guy that could outperform his contract. He got a bigger contract than I expected, but I think he's still on his way to outperforming that because right now you look at where he is in AAV, average annual value at wide receiver for his contract, I think he's sitting around 18th, and you're going to get a few more contracts at, at minimum uh, that are going to eclipse his this offseason coming up. So he's probably going to be sitting in the the 20s in terms of where he ranks among how he's getting paid at the wide receiver position. So he, in my opinion, he actually outplayed his contract, even though his contract seemed pretty high at the time. Uh, you talk about scoring double-digit touchdowns. You talk about over 1,000 yards receiving. You talk about all the clutch plays he made. He was huge for the Jaguars this year. And could he have been better, a little bit better? Yes, he could have been here and there. But that was a really special season for Christian Kirk, in my opinion. It's a season Jaguar fans should not be uh, should not be ready to forget. Like That was a great year for Christian Kirk. And you just hope he's able to continue to stack these years and even improve upon them. Uh, maybe not from a statistical standpoint, but from a efficiency and an explosiveness standpoint, you would like to see a little bit more efficiency next year. But mad props to Christian Kirk for, you know, as soon as he signed that deal, you have everybody barking down his throat, yelling at him all offseason that, that he, that him and the Jaguars broke the wide receiver market and, you know, reset the market and all that. And he just kept having to hear all that. And then you have people like me who are saying, well, Calvin Ridley would have caught that ball, wouldn't he? He had to keep hearing all that. Um, and despite all that, balled out. Unbelievable year for Christian Kirk. Mad props to him. Such a consistent professional day in and day out on the practice field. Like that's one of the things he brings um, that I, I think might have been missing in the wide receiver room at times throughout the past. Obviously, Marvin Jones is a professional, but bringing in Christian Kirk added to that, bringing in Zay Jones added to that. There's just not enough good things I can say about Christian Kirk and what he brought to the Jaguars. Now, is he an elite receiver? Depends on your definition of an elite receiver. I wouldn't say that, but I would say he's like a top 15 receiver right now, which is pretty damn good. I think that's nothing to, you know, scoff at. I think that's great. Happy to have him in Jacksonville. I hope Christian Kirk is a Jacksonville Jaguar for the rest of his career. No doubt about that. What else are we looking at here today? Press Taylor, Jaguars offensive coordinator. Ravens were trying to interview him for their offensive coordinator job, but of course, because it would be a lateral move, Doug Peterson and the Jaguars said, no, no, thank you. Uh, I don't think we're going to allow you to do that. And the Ravens have unless they wanted to promote him somehow from offensive coordinator to a higher role, right? That would be the only way they'd be allowed to inter- be allowed to interview him, uh, which that's not going to happen. Um, I've, he- I've seen some people talk about, well, does that suck for press? Because he would have probably gotten an opportunity if he got that job to go call plays. You could say that. And I, I will say, though, like 
being an offensive play caller, I don't think that is an added qualification for becoming a head coach. Uh, personally, does it help? Yeah, but like Press Taylor is an offensive mind. He's come up in 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 conjunction with Doug Peterson with the current offense the Jaguars have. Like he game plans every single week. He runs the meetings. He does all that stuff. So like, I guess my point is, would it be nice for Press Taylor to get some play calling experience under his belt? Yes. But is moving to Baltimore in a system where who knows what their system is? Who knows who their quarterback's going to be right now? Uh, Does that sound more attractive than just coaching under Doug for another year or two? Having more success here in Jacksonville where you feel pretty confident this offense is going to be humming? And then getting a, a head coaching job that way? You've seen guys do it around the league who are not play callers, who are offensive guys who then maybe take over the reins as a play caller, as a head coach, or just continue to kind of build the offensive infrastructure and continue to let someone else call the plays, whatever it may be, I think Press Taylor is on his way to becoming a head coach. Uh, I think that's just the way he carries himself. He's got the uh, you know the family bloodlines. You've seen his brother Zach do a good job at it, uh, even though I think he struggled quite a bit early on. But Zach has certainly rebounded. Um, I think Press is really hardworking, really professional, knows how to communicate with the media and with the players. I think he's going to end up being a head coach one day. And I don't think blocking him from becoming the Ravens offensive coordinator is going to slow him down or slow his trajectory down. I think he's going to get interviews after after the 2023 season for head coaching jobs. I really do. Such a smart, you know, just good good football coach, good dude. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be potentially one of the hotter names following the 2023 season. Talked about Zach a little bit just now. How about one of his star receivers, Zach Taylor, T. Higgins? He uh, apparently, you know, the, the, uh, the Bengals may not be able to bring him back or, or may not want to bring him back with, you know, deals with some of their other players that they're going to have to ink here soon. If I'm the Bengals, I'm doing everything I can to keep T Higgins. Let's be 100% clear about that. And I know folks look at the Bengals as a cheap organization. They have been in the past. Will they be now? I don't know. Uh, We'll see how it plays out. But the question is like, what would you trade for T Higgins? What would you be willing to give up? Would you be willing to give up anything? Would it be a smart move? Would adding T. Higgins to a wide receiver room that already has Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, would that be a smart move? I think it would be because it gives you a superpower. It gives you an unstoppable group of receivers. So do you want to give Trevor Lawrence an unstoppable group of receivers? I'd be in on that, sure. Obviously, you'd have to make it work with the cap, and the Jaguars have... uh, an ugly cap situation right now. It, it can certainly be massaged. They will create space. They will create cap room. Again, they need cash more than cap, and they have plenty of cash thanks to Shad Khan. They will be able to manipulate the salary cap as they see fit, um, and they should be able to bring in and do whatever they want. But what would T. Higgins bring to the offense? I mean, it would bring familiarity for one. T. Higgins and Trevor Lawrence, all they did at Clemson for two years together was 
win a national championship, 25 touchdown catches from T Higgins for T Higgins from Trevor Lawrence, you know, over 2000 receiving yards. Yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense for Trevor Lawrence, but it makes sense for this offense too because they're likely maybe maybe not likely. Who knows? They might be losing Marvin Jones, right? He's going to be 33 years old, expiring contract. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. How about replacing Marvin Jones with T. Higgins? Uh, he upgrades everything Marvin Jones did for you, in my opinion. Maybe besides the leadership part of it, but I think T. Higgins is a hardworking young man as well who's not really going to come in and disturb anything and be negative. Like uh, Guys that come out of Clemson generally – and that are leaders coming out of Clemson generally are kind of made up of the right stuff that you want to surround you the rest of your football team with. And I think T Higgins is absolutely that guy. He brings excellent size catch point skills. He's, he would be your possession receiver in this offense. You would have Calvin Ridley stretching the field vertically. You have Christian Kirk stretching the field horizontally horizontally and vertically. And you have T. Higgins being your jump ball guy, your guy that you can win on uh, nine routes. You just toss the ball up to him. He's going to make it, uh, make it happen and come down with the football more often than not. That would be awesome. So, yeah. But what would you have to give up? I mean, I'm assuming you would have to give up your first-round pick. You would have to give up another pick. I mean, shit, excuse me. If you could get him for a second, I would do it in a heartbeat. But uh, there's just a lot of different variables that would make it, you know, difficult for that to happen. And I don't think the Jaguars would do it. That's what the bottom line is. Like, do I think the Jaguars, after going and getting Christian Kirk last offseason and paying him what they paid him. After going and getting Zay Jones last offseason, paying what they paid him and seeing what he did this year, and then also trading for Calvin Ridley at the trade deadline, are they really going to go trade for another receiver? I wouldn't uh, spend too much time worrying about that. I don't think it's going to happen. Would I do it? Yes. Because I think it gives you a superpower. I think it makes you one of the most difficult teams to game plan for. And yeah, if you went and did this, would it mean that you're not investing all your resources in other areas of the team? Yes, it would be. But uh, I think it would be fantastic. And I think it would be nearly unstoppable. I think it would give you an opportunity you know, for the next couple years at, at minimum to be a top three seed in the AFC like bar none. I think that's what it would do for this Jaguars team. Combined with the fact that they are going to be going into year two under Doug, that Trevor Lawrence is going to have another year of experience, that all these young guys are going to have more experience. Yeah, I'd be in on it 100%. But no, I don't think they will. And we're going to round out this show talking about Josh Allen, Jaguars edge rusher, coming off his fourth season in the NFL. Um... Has not gotten the sacks over the last couple years that a lot of people would like, and that's the main talking point when it comes to Josh Allen. But I see people 
They wanted to trade Josh Allen before the trade deadline. I've seen folks, folks who I respect, talking about wanting to trade Josh Allen now, not pay him for 2023, not pay him the nearly $11 million that he'll be due under his fifth-year option. I'll tell you right now, I would not be trading Josh Allen unless it was for significant draft capital. And the main argument I see is people saying, well, if you're not going to pay him after 2023 and you're just going to lose him after the season, you might as well trade him now, get some value now. Okay, I understand that point. But are you all in on winning in 2023? If you are, I don't see how moving on from Josh Allen for draft capital helps you. If you did it player for player swap, depends on the player, obviously. But you don't see those as much in the NFL. Unlikely to happen. It's almost always draft picks. It's almost always draft capital. So I've seen some folks out there saying, you know, trade him for a third round pick. If you trade Josh Allen for a third-round pick, what is that doing for you in 2023? Are you going and finding an edge rusher or a pass rusher, someone who can impact the quarterback in the third round that's going to have a similar impact to what Josh Allen is having? Because make no mistake about it, even though Josh Allen does not rack up the sacks like a wild man, he has been incredibly productive over the last two years for the Jaguars. He absolutely has. And he was dominant down the stretch. Were there stretches of this season where he wasn't playing good football? Yes. There were stretches of this season where no one on the Jaguars was playing good football. The team lost five straight games. It just is what it is. They, They hit a lull. The entire team did. Josh Allen hit that lull with the rest of the team. No one was producing at a super high level during that stretch. Um, So I totally... Don't jive with that line of thinking. Like You could make that argument for almost every player on the Jaguars roster, certainly almost every player on their defense during that stretch of games where they weren't productive, where they weren't getting the job done. But I think they got things figured out. I think if you surround Josh Allen with a little bit more talent up front, you got Trayvon Walker, obviously. You're going to have Devon back. You're going to have Foley back. Uh, Hopefully you're going to have Arden Key back hopefully you'll get Dewan Smoot back as well and then he'll be able to recover from his injury at some point his Achilles and then I'm still hoping you're adding somebody else to penetrate from the interior to push that pocket from the middle um but yeah I'm not trading Josh Allen for a third round pick and in fact I would slam the Jaguars if they did that I would slam the Jaguars for doing that. That would be a boneheaded move because you're not going to find a third-round pick that's going to have the type of impact for you in 2023, in my opinion. Is it possible? Sure, it's possible. But I highly doubt that they will be able to bring the level of play that Josh Allen brings both as a run defender and a pass rusher. I don't see it happening. Allen's one of the better run defenders at edge in the entire league, and he's a pretty damn good pass rusher as well. So I would not be getting rid of him uh, for a third-round pick. No way in hell. And I'd slam the Jags for doing it. Now, second-round pick, 
that's more interesting to me. It's more interesting to me because when I look at some of the guys available in this, some of the prospects in this draft class, and I look at who's going to be available in the second round potentially that could come in and play edge for you. Could they rush the passer at a similar level as Josh Allen? I think there are some guys potentially that could that could be there in the second round. But again, you don't know who's going to be on the board when you, when you get up to pick. Uh, maybe you just use your first round pick on an edge rusher. I could see that too. I just don't see, unless you're getting a first round pick for Josh Allen, how that pick is going to potentially uh, make up for his loss in 2023. I really don't. And you say, well, it's not really just making up for his loss. It's also recouping some value. Look, if you don't sign, if he has a big year and a contract year, which a lot of talented players do, if he has a big year, you don't have to re-sign him to recoup value. If he goes and signs elsewhere and you don't sign someone big, guess what? Comp pick. If he goes and signs a big deal, you probably get a third-round pick, third-round comp pick, fourth at worst. So if you look at it from that perspective, like you're not just losing guys when you lose them in free agency and you don't bring guys back. Like You can get that third-round pick. And so would I rather get a third-round pick after the 2023 season when I just was, was able to have Josh Allen on the field for me or before when I'm kind of scratching my head trying to figure out how all that works? Because I've seen some people say, well, just pay Arden Key. And I think they should pay Arden Key. But Arden Key's not a starting edge rusher. Like, he's not playing at the same level as Josh Allen. I'm sorry, he's not. Well, do you want to look at the statistics? You want to look at the game film? Uh, there's no, there's nothing telling you in my mind that Arden Key is better than Josh Allen, except for the backup quarterback syndrome that NFL fans have. And, and that syndrome is, we want the guy who, uh, who, you know, has made some big plays and he's fun, but you're not really thinking about what what putting him in a larger role, a more impactful role, would actually do to the football team. I think that's what people are missing uh, with Arden Key because he ain't defending the run the same way that Josh Allen's defending the run. And look, he's a rotational rusher, Arden Key has been. If you put him in a different role, there is zero guarantee that that works out uh, because... And the and the roles he's been in the last couple of years with Sam Fran and with with Jacksonville, he's not the guy that opposing teams have to worry about first. If he becomes that guy, I don't think the production looks like it does. Plain and simple, and I think you feel pretty upset about the situation. So, to wrap up the Josh Allen discussion, I don't think the Jaguars will trade him. A, B, I certainly would not trade him for a third round pick. I think that's insane. Um, and I would slam the Jags for doing it. If they traded him for a second, I don't know that I would slam them. I could see the potential, how this could work out better for the team. I don't think it would be better for them in 2023, probably, unless you're replacing that Josh Allen money with a player that you think can outperform him, like maybe an interior defensive lineman, like a, like a Javon Hargrave or a Deron Payne or or someone in that vein. Uh, but yeah, I mean, first round pick, would I trade him for a first round pick? Yeah, that would give you two first round picks this year. I would, I would probably do that. 
because I do feel I can find someone who can have as much of an impact on this team. Because, like, it probably has come off as, like, I'm a Josh Allen defender, and I kind of am, whatever, doesn't matter. But I, I'm not so blind and, and so in favor of keeping Josh Allen that I can't see value elsewhere. Like, I could definitely see the value in having two first-round picks this year and having that first-round pick uh, under contract for the next five years. You know, I can see value in that. I get that. But uh, anything less than a second, I would absolutely eviscerate the team for doing, to be quite honest. But that's going to do it here. Don't think Josh Allen's on the move. I don't think T. Higgins is coming to Jacksonville. But these are the topics that we have to talk about. It's the offseason, right? Um, And so February 7th, we've got about a little over a month until free agency starts. And then after that, you've got about a month and a half until the draft. There will be the combine, you know, early next month as well. So there's going to be stuff to talk about that's more tangible than just trade rumors and and ideas. But um, right now, that's kind of where we're at. So I hope you guys enjoyed the talk, the conversation, enjoyed, uh, you know, my thoughts on T Higgins, Josh Allen, Press Taylor, Trevor Lawrence in the Pro Bowl, et cetera. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube and enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Thanks so much, Duval. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.